Welcome to another Monday of No One Gets Away With Anything. Today with you we are Ariana Lopez and Jose Rafael Ochoa Neri. I like how he switched the name. I me. know, I was going to say, like, new this season. This season is going to be different. We're going to do things different, okay? We're going to do things better. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Better. We're going to do it differently and different is good. And I think different is going to be better than last year. Okay. Uh, I think bueno. It's going to be more fun. Probablemente. First of all, I think you can tell if you're watching this video, we have video now. You can see us. Yes. Eh, como cuando la televisión vino a color. Exacto. Wow. Revolución. Now our faces like move with our voices, we which have did faces. not happen before. Bueno, pasó hace muy poco que mi mamá conoció a Ariana y me dijo, wow, qué extraño ponerle una cara a la voz. Como que en verdad no había visto quién eras en realidad. So, welcome to our faces. Welcome to our faces. Y bueno, o sea, es como que nos han visto... En Instagram y tal, pero no es lo mismo que nos vean recording. For real. For real and for... And, o sea, algo también es distinto. We didn't record like this before. It's not like we had a beautiful setup like this and everything was absolutely planned. dirtier. Sí. Tipo, podríamos estar en cualquier estado mientras we recorded. Absolutamente. Era como que we just need to be together, have Jose's iPad, and then we, we didn't even use the microphones for most of the episodes most before. Most of the episodes, yeah. We recorded one episode with microphones. And you can listen to the different. It's the one about music. Exactly. So, basically, we just wanted to share how excited we are about all these new things happening right now. Yeah. It's very... O sea, por, creo que se pueden dar cuenta. Es muy uh, Venezuelan uh, background with, like, a lot of books and stuff. Quiero que sepan que we came up with this... Very, very not long ago. Like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> we were like, oh, this table looks nice. And this painting looks... This picture looks nice behind us. How about we make it the podcast studio? And I was like, Exacto. sure. O sea, porque les vamos a contar. O sea, ya que, ya que estamos de vuelta, como que season two. José y yo, we wrapped up with 11 episodes. Yeah. Last season. And we were very happy with what we got. The feedback that we got, the things that we achieved. Pero, you know, we want to do like another pack of episodes, the second season. And we want to do it differently. We want to do it better. Not only that, they're going to be odd numbers forever because I like bothering people. I know it's like, I saw it for the first time. It began tipo 11 episodios y dije que that's what I want. I want people to like... Be pissed at the fact that we're not going to release 12 or 10. It's going to be 11. 11. <laughs> or, well, we'll see how many these season are. Pero bueno, básicamente es eso. O sea, dijimos, bueno, esta, esta temporada queremos traer a más gente. So you will be, hopefully... Seeing a guest sooner seeing, rather than yeah. later. Yeah. We wanted a video. We wanted you guys to see us. We wanted to have a proper setup to become like a more of a serious type of podcast. Mm, we wanted you to be able to see us on YouTube. Exactly. Which is weird because, like, why? But yeah, we wanted you to see us on YouTube. Y bueno, básicamente, welcome to No One Gets Away With Anything, season two. I have a cup with my name on it, my last name on it. And she's and drinking from a Rick and Morty cup. It's a very delicious coffee that Jose made for me not so long ago. Yeah, she was, I don't drink coffee. And so Ariana was like immediately surprised. She was like, why is this coffee so good? And I was like, well, my dad drinks coffee and my sister's a barista. So I know how to make good coffee. Yeah, my sister's a barista, a barista for a long time. Well, she's no longer a barista, but like... She... Bueno, y bueno, thanks to your sister's like advice in your mind. So I said, Jose, como que, bueno, I like coffee with milk and stuff. And he's like, I have two options. I have vegetable milk and normal one. So I'm like, sí, dame lo normal. And then he goes like, if I don't warm it up, my sister's going to kill me. So before pouring the milk in my coffee, he was like, I'm going to pour in a different one, different cup, so I can warm it up. Guess what? Please tell the story. The milk was bad. And like my sister's anger at like cold milk just saved her cup of coffee, which was awesome. It, yeah. was, it was really like, oh. Those things that, you know, the destiny is just like, takes away from you. Y fue muy cómico porque después fue como que, bueno, Ariana estaba como que, sabes, nunca probaba la leche de arroz. Menos en el café, era como que, I'm going to have a good coffee, I want to make sure it's going to be good. Exacto, you're going to stick know, with I want to risk it, exacto, piso, pues. exacto. Y literalmente le dije como que, trust me, vaina, lo, lo puse en un cup con, y lo calenté, porque es un espresso machine, you can warm up the milk. Y se lo serví by pouring it basically most of it on the floor se lo di y fue tipo oh está buenísimo estaba muy bueno tipo es exactamente lo que necesitaba así que y lo yeah. que necesitaba básicamente to come back mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to talk about today 
Oh. Coming back. Yeah, you see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised. <laughs> okay, so we came up with this idea because basically... I didn't come up with it. She came well, up with it. We are going to talk about it because <laughs> right now we're in a stage of our life in which comebacks are very present. E, I'm going to give my explanation of how I perceive comebacks and what does it mean to me. In Spanish, how do you say a comeback? Like? No, vuelta. Sí, es volver. La vuelta al cole. La vuelta al cole. <laughs> El corte inglés. Tienes descuento, tienes la tarjeta. So basically, we were discussing, like, okay, what can we talk about on the podcast? And I was like, at least for me right now, there's many things that I've, after, after summer, I came back to them. O sea, volví a mi rutina en Madrid, vamos a retomar el podcast, um, estoy retomando la universidad. Hay muchas cosas que eran parte de mi rutina el año pasado, se pusieron en pausa por unos dos, tres meses, and now they're coming back. Y it's had really, like, an interesting impact in my mental health, and I wanted to discuss it with Jose. Okay, what, what is the impact on your mental health that this has had? Okay, I want to start by the basic story. Y, bueno, creo que te la conté ya. Es como, last year when I came with my parents, it was like, I was terrified. O sea, pero I couldn't yeah. picture myself being happy in such a foreign scenario to me, right? Este, I, I didn't know how my school was going to be. I'd never lived alone by myself, alone before, sorry. Um, alone by myself. I by myself. <laughs> Madrid had always been a city that I'd visited, but I'd never pictured myself living in it except for, you know, just the destiny brought me here. So last year, even if there were many positive things happening, as in me starting a new phase of my life, I don't think I was able to enjoy the whole moving out, moving in process and starting it. I was just very scared of it. Totally understandable. Y I couldn't really, ¿sabes? Como que iba a la universidad y está siempre ansiosa, está sola en mi casa y está siempre ansiosa. Como, I could not enjoy the beautiful things about living on your own. Claro, aparte, es como que you're starting to be able to juggle all these things and you mm-hmm. just don't want to fuck up. Literalmente es como que no sí, la sí. quiero cagar. No la quiero cagar. Y es horrible. I, I know that feeling. Y otra cosa que me ha pasado mucho es que I did not want to be alone. I could spend, o sea, yo voy a pasar todo el día en la universidad con tal de no pasar una tarde libre en mi casa. For me, that was... That was not conceivable. Y no me hacía fe, dije no absoluto. Y este año volví. Y I had pretty much the same dynamic than last year with my parents. We came, compramos algunas cosas para mi apartamento, al igual que el año pasado. Hicimos algunos trámites, compramos comida. Fue basically the same thing. No, lo típico. Your parents, they buy you furniture, they do your laundry for you, they buy you some food, they give you a kiss and they like... Let's go eat restaurants and stuff. Es que el año pasado estaba tan nerviosa que salía a comer con mis papás y it was like torture. I could never... Sí, sí, sí. Mis pensamientos eran como que are you so silly that you believe you're going to be able to be quiet and happy for a stable period of time? Damn. Entonces, ¿sabes? este año, it was not like that. Everything else was the same, but I was a completely different person. And that's what the comeback taught me. It taught me how much I've changed. And I think that's beautiful. Okay, I want to make a recommendation. There's a really good song called The Comeback Kid. Uh, listen to it if you're ever like coming back to something and you're not really sure if you're going to do well or not. The Comeback Kid. It's a really good song. Uh, and it's about, you know, the kid mm-hmm. is back. He's back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. So, Entiendo perfecto, mi mamá vino, mi mamá llevaba tres años sin venir a Madrid mm. a visitarme. ¿Tú no habías visto tu mamá no, no hace tres mamá años? O sea, it's not only that she hadn't come, it's that you hadn't seen her. Sí, entonces para mí, it was like, I had this day, which was awesome. It was like, mm-hmm. you know those days que son tipo perfectos. Mm-hmm. O sea, ya había empezado la universidad, and so, una de las cosas que pasa when you're coming back, es que hay un periodo entre que termina el verano y empieza la universidad que es como que los dos al mismo tiempo. There's people that are still in Ibiza and your parents are here still visiting sí. and you're already like having deadlines sí. y como que you're staying up till 4 a.m. but you have class at 8. Mm-hmm. Y es como, eso pasa mucho, especialmente justo esta parte tipo septiembre, comienzos de octubre incluso, es como que that time where like families probably there with you. Y it's really fun porque, again, you go out to eat at restaurants, you have some quality time with your family, etc. Y para mí fue un verano emocional en ese sentido. Como mm. que I had a lot of connection with my family. My siblings and my mother and I, we went on a trip to Germany and we were together all in the same place for the first time in five years. Like, 
all of us together mm -hmm. for a long period of time. Y una de las cosas que me pasó unos días antes de hacer cuatro días más o menos, el día antes que se fuera mi mamá de vuelta a Venezuela, fuimos a cenar con mi madrina en un restaurante divino, increíblemente bueno. I really recommend that restaurant. It's really ¿Cómo cool. ¿Cómo se llama? Ornella. Okay. Okay. Queda como por Velázquez. And it was, you know, really nice. We sat down to eat. Y mi madrina is like, you know, the a really great businesswoman, okay. you know, and she has that New York walk, talk, big Like size. the vibe, okay. Y es tipo, mi mamá y mi tía son las dos mujeres con mejor estilo que yo conozco ever. Las amo. Eh, y tuvimos una conversación de estas conversaciones como que a ti y a mí nos pasa, que sometimes we have such good and like intense conversations que te deja los pelos de punta y terminas mm -hmm. tipo, in, mi madrina al día siguiente me dice, José, I like couldn't sleep. Like, I was so, like, I opened and like overstimulated. Overstimulated. My mom, my mom, my, like my mom said the same thing. Like she had to make her her bag for the trip. I could have kept going. Sí. Y de qué hablaron? Hablamos de todo. Hablamos de la vida. Hablamos de tipo de lo que me ha pasado a mí, de lo que toca hacer yo para mi año que viene, de las cosas que les han pasado a ellas en su vida. Like it was very intimate, very interesting. Y una cosa que me pasó fue como que, oh, this is the last night that I'm going to spend with my mom for a long time. Y literalmente, o sea, queda el restaurante queda relativamente cerca de casa de mi novia. Y le dio un abrazo a mi mamá y a mi tía que se fueron al apartamento y yo me fui por el otro lado. And like as soon as I walked the block, I just burst into tears. De verdad. Y caminé tipo llorando hasta casa de mi novia. But it was really, it was like a cathartic good. Mm -hmm. Entonces como que that's kind of what happens when you go back to routine. It's like you grab all your feelings and you're, you're like, appreciate everything that you really do have. And then you say, put your bootstrap up. Like, put your bootstraps up, kid. Like, you gotta work again. Mm -hmm. Y es como que, que es una de las cosas que te quería mencionar. When you're saying come back, One of the things that you told that you, you talk about in the experience is that you're a completely different person. Mm -hmm. The thing is that you, the routine that you have and the things that you do in your year when you come back, that's what makes you a different person sí, next sí, year. Sí. So like, it's not only like coming back to something, it's making the plan to come back better. Sí, sí, total. Y eso es súper emocionante. I think that's why it's beautiful to talk about it. Porque, por ejemplo, de lo mío, I had... Things that I enjoy doing and things that I did not. Por ejemplo, estar solo en mi casa, para mí era, te lo juro, de las peores cosas que me puede pasar. Después, bueno, como que I had my boyfriend and things started to get better. Tenía más compañía, incluso en momentos más íntimos. Pero estar sola y disfrutarlo me costó un montón. I think it hadn't really happened until now that I came back. O sea, es como que llego a mi casa es, I'm happy to be home and to be alone. Y I can enjoy, like, doing my dishes, cleaning my house. Even without having a podcast in the background, porque eso es algo que siempre hago. I don't know if you do it as yeah. well, pero I'm doing the dishes y tengo el cuartico. No, no, oh. Diana, you know me. Yo no estoy escuchando a Jordan Peterson. Exacto. I'm not alive at the moment. <laughs> Entonces, ahora, I want to make space for that. Before, if I had space for it, lo ocupaba en otra cosa. Y ahora, I want my routine to have space for that to happen. Yeah. Este, creo que, por ejemplo, también... Las, las dinámicas de mi relación han cambiado para mejor and I'm very happy about it es como que I used to dedicate time to it before and I still dedicate time to it now pero differently you know because I am different and I have different priorities and my relationship has evolved we have like settled the grounds of it y me pasa lo mismo I want to spend time with my family but now I can like plan it in advance I don't need to be in company So I think there was a complete flip in the approach that I had towards how I wanted to plan my week. And my priorities were rearranged because I'm a different person. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a, a similar experience. I, last year, uh, the past two years, for reasons that I will not detail in the podcast, I was never alone at home. Mm -hmm. Ever. Like, mm -hmm. I avoid, not because I didn't like being alone, but because you couldn't. las circunstancias se dieron para que no pudiese estar solo por mucho tiempo. Mm -hmm for very good reasons like when you start a relationship you mm -hmm. tend to dedicate a lot of time Exacto. to it sí, sí, sí. Y, y como que la intensidad de una relación que acaba de empezar es normal que pases demasiado tiempo juntos yo trabajaba one of the things and we've talked about this before we talked about it last week when we did the meeting um, we meet like before we start doing everything we plan and say how are we going to surprise these people yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we did these that <laughs> I was going to say a very bad word I know I, I figured it <laughs> Uh, and like uh, I sat down and I thought look what did I do last year what was last year for 
And I remember that one of the things that Jordan Peterson says a lot and that I really like is that your 20s are a good time to try stuff. Mm. And people generally take it as, you know, drink as much as you can, do the drugs that you wouldn't do, and, like, have polyamorous relationships if you can. And I'm not that kind of person. Not merely because I... No sé, simplemente como que no va conmigo. Y una de las cosas que dije fue como que... Pero mis 20 tienen que ser tratar cosas igual. Y decidí... Y dije... Explotarse. Explotarme. Y dije, I'm going to work as hard as humanly possible this year. Like, I'm going to see how much I can actually work without dying. And so I signed up for working 20 hours a week, giving English classes. I started two podcasts. I worked... I studied 15 hours a week. I, it was my last year organizing Model UN. Mm -hmm. And then I had something else to do. Which I don't... Oh, I Universidad? Had, well, the university. I studied for 15 hours a week. 20 hours a week of work. I had two podcasts. Which, a relationship. And a relationship. Which, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, my life. Like, time for me. Mm -hmm. You can imagine. I didn't sleep much last year. Mm -hmm. Which was fun. I can certify. Yes. <laughs> and, the, like, the last thing I did was at the end of the year. Like, well, for me, the year goes with school year. So, in August, July... I went to camp. Mm -hmm. I went to a camp in Marayana. I'm Marayana. Este, me fui cinco semanas a trabajar en la llanada. And it was awesome, but I was not. I was already burnt out when I got there, you know. And I just turned up the heat porque son fueron cinco semanas a acostarme relativamente tarde, mm -hmm. despertarme temprano, hacer ejercicio bajo el sol a veces. Estás tan apurado como que, ay, hoy no desayuné porque estaba cuidando a alguien y como que no me dio chance. Mm -hmm. And like, you forget to take care of yourself really well when mm -hmm. you're occupied with other things. And I, like, I didn't collapse in a bad way. I just, like, I reached a point where it was like, okay, I feel sick. It's like, oh, that's it. This is the limit. And I got to it. And it was like, <laughs> whoa, this is the limit. This is how much I can work and not die. <laughs> this is not, we don't mean that I we don't recommend. recommend this to anyone, yes. Very important yeah, to definitely. highlight. Okay, but now I have questions about it. Like, for example, you, you, like you chose the past year for, for it to be that year for you, yeah. right? But at the same time, that's exactly the same year you've been with your girlfriend. But the thing is, I, I didn't choose to just do it. I chose to do it before I chose to be with my girlfriend. Claro, claro, pero then my question is like, how did you juggle with it? I always say that And I don't mean this in a bad way. I feel like single, being single is living life on easy mode. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. Yeah, we've said it before. Yeah, I, I've said it before. It's like, well, you're going to live the rest of your life, probably speaking with a partner and probably a dependent or two. May that be a cat, a dog, or children, or both, or more things. But the point is, even if you don't have children, and even if you don't have a, a, you know, like a long-term partner, you're going to have your parents. And if they don't take care of themselves correctly for X, Y, and Z, it'll probably be you or your brother's responsibility to take care of them. Or at least, maybe not their responsibility because adults live their own life, pero probablemente sea como que tu burden. ¿Sabes? O sea, ¿cuántos de nosotros no conocemos a nuestros papás cuidando de nuestros abuelos? Sí, Como que es una etapa de la vida. Y para mí, no es una excusa tener una relación para no trabajar lo más duro posible. Como para no make my experiment through it. If, if that was it, then, you know, I would be like, oh, I'm learning the guitar, so I'm going to stop podcast. It's like, no, it's like, well, it's one more thing. Claro, pero... No, es que lo entiendo, pero, for, for example, like, don't you think there was a point... Did you never feel like you did not have enough time to oh, have a relationship? Oh, I felt like I didn't have enough time for anything for a year, pero at the same time, my relationship was the thing that would let me breathe in a lot of fresh mm -hmm. air. Like, there was a couple of things. The podcast, mm -hmm. okay, para que lo sepan ustedes, yo lo he dicho antes, recording is something that just... It's therapy for yeah, us. Yeah, it just breathe, makes me breathe in, it's mm -hmm. awesome. And then my girlfriend was also this, like, mi, mi, mi novia y yo hablamos and have a type of communication and relationship that lets me not only be truly myself, but trust that she won't do anything that I wouldn't like without having a good reason for it and the same thing mm -hmm. on my side and so my relationship was just an island and the podcast was another island on like 
an, a lot of stress and work. Mm-hmm. And a big version of chaos. Yes. In the big, that's really Jordan Peterson of you. In the big version really? of chaos, yes. I don't, came up by myself. Chaos and order, yes, totally. Pero bueno. No, I what think about it's, you? What? What about this year? Uh, what are your islands in the ocean of chaos that you're being to, going to undertake? Okay. My relationship, I think, is one of them. My family. Definitely. Podcast. It's like, for example, today, you know, today was our first day recording for this season and everything. And even if we dedicate lots of time and energy to it, I genuinely enjoy it. O sea, José y yo nos disfrutamos como no tienen idea armar el setup and like, we were like come up with the topic and <laughs> o sea, es que nosotros we, we arrive to see each other y inconscientemente we make a podcast out of each one of our conversations. O sea, we, we could have recorded the meeting we had last, last Look, week. It would have been a bad episode. And Perfectly. it would have been a beautiful episode because also his mom was here. Yeah, I, I thought about it. We were about to record it because like my mom was there and I was like, I, I really want to record an episode with my mom because she's an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And Ariana thought about it too. And we were talking about something before and we were like, why don't we record this as an mm-hmm. episode? And it was like, everything we talk about becomes an episode because... I think it's the nature of our minds. When yes. we come together. My dad told me today, how did you meet her? You le dije, it's weird. I kind of didn't meet her. And she kind of <laughs> never met me either. It was like we knew each other for some reason. But the thing, I also think about it often. It's like, people ask me like, but how did you and Jose come to this? And I'm like, I knew Jose from Caracas very like sporadically. Yeah, exactly. Like we met in very random circumstances like over they, and over again but like very scattered around if this was caracas like ariana was over there and i was over here and i kind of could see her but she kind of couldn't see me exactly. it was weird but then like he appeared in my path a couple of times and i appeared in his a couple of times in madrid like a month after i arrived there was a concert yes so in the middle of a concert He sees me, he's like, oh, hello, this is my girlfriend, porque me acuerdo. Tipo, that's the day yeah. I met Marie. And he's like, you know what? I've been having an idea, and I think you're the perfect person for what I've been thinking about. And I was like, oh, fair enough, let's do it. <laughs> She was like, I'm on board. If you, I was like, if you want to do it, I'm on board. Like, I would be, I would not only be willing to it, I would be, it would be a pleasure for me to help you with it. Yeah, but it was really funny. I thought, this girl has to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't drink. Yeah. I don't drink either. We've been, we, I'm, I'm not drinking either at the moment. You know, we didn't, like, that was in October or something, and we, we didn't even talk until December. And then we started recording. Yeah, pues, in enero, in January, we came back, and he texted me, like, okay, it's time to start. And he sent me a list of, uh, I'm not kidding, 50 topics. Because uh, back before quarantine, even, I was... I had a lot, of, like, I took a year after high school to study for university exams. Because, mm-hmm. like, getting into university, public university in Spain is difficult. And I had a lot of free time because when I wasn't studying for my subjects, I literally just had time. And I mm-hmm. watched everything I could. I read everything I could. And I had a lot of ideas. And if you don't have Notion, download Notion. It's an amazing app. And I had this idea to write a podcast. And the podcast was always going to be something like, it, it kind of became two podcasts, which are the ones mm-hmm. that I have right now, because it was something about, you know, the uh, ability to think even when people don't want you to or mm-hmm. don't think that you can. And then I had a bunch of topics that I wanted to discuss in that podcast. And then those became the topics for this podcast mm-hmm. and the other podcast became more freeform. But about meeting you, actually it's because we have a person in common who is very intellectual. And like... I knew that because you knew this person, I would be able to have like really deep conversations with you. And you could either be like the worst kind of person possible or the best kind of person possible. And I was like, we have to try. I, I want to talk Figure to you. Figure it out. And I talked to you at the concert and you said hi to me like we've met each other a thousand times, which true. But you talked to me for like 15 seconds and in like a second you said, I'm on board. And I was like, this is an amazing person. Let's do this. But uh, who's the person you're talking about? Carlos. Oh, okay. Because like the thing is, o sea, nosotros coincidimos, bueno, en bachillerato, I remember, like because a friend of mine. The World School Debate Championship. No, no, before that. Before that? A friend of mine, you like, o sea, tipo second year of high school or something like that. Okay. King. Daniela. 
Oh, Danny, of course, yes. And that's it. I dated, I dated a friend of hers for a little Pero bit. But did you date? I would call it dating in the, Ameri the American style of dating. Bueno, like X. We, I, we, that's we the dated. first time I met you. Y después, como que your name kept appearing every once in a while. And then there was something, uh, World School's Debating Championship. Yeah, I was part of the organizing committee. And exactly. then she, like, we were an organizing committee looking for a team. Mm -hmm. like, we were an organizing team looking for a competing team. Exactly. And so once we got the final team, she was in. Exactly. In it, you know? <laughs> That's super funny. Yeah, it was. You know, all of my Fridays when I was in, the, in, in my last year of high school, I spent there. Mm -hmm. Just like working on that, and then everyone would leave for like a party or something. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Like, bueno, la única generación que lo sacó adelante was yeah. yours. We, we were the only, like, nunca, nadie nunca, o sea, Venezuela nunca, World School Debate Championships es, una, es un evento de debate a nivel internacional. And like, every single country is invited to go, but like, no, like, the only condition is that there has to be an organizing body that creates the teams. So, a couple of high school students and I, uh, Basically, the idea was of a friend of mine, uh, you know, Cardenas, he's mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, he got me and one of my best friends, Juan Diego Carrizo, involved. And he was, he was like, you guys are some of the best people in MUN. He also called a really good friend of mine, too, Nicolas Masukeli. And he said, look, the three of us are going to do this. And mm -hmm. we're going to, you know, we're going to make this happen. And we brought a bunch of people in for the project, including his sister. He coded the entire website. And then we did a couple events. Sí. And we did it in, like, the worst possible conditions. Like, Venezuela had, like, the power outage of a century. Sí. There were protests. Um, a bunch of stuff happened. And yet we still did it. And then the team came out and they went to compete in Sri Lanka, which was crazy because Sri Lanka had been bombed, sí, like, sí, sí. two no, no, months before. The story from my side is more or less like this. I did, as we said before, I did lots of MUN before. Yeah. Y también, I knew you from MUN. Oh. That's another link we had. Yeah, true. <laughs> And then my MUN faculty, um, there was one time Gregory. he told me, uh huh. Gregory he was Hines, like, an amazing person as well. We love, I love you, Gregory. Um, he got married. He got married. Congratulations! <laughs> he got married. Oh my god! I went to the wedding. It was beautiful. I cried. Awesome. I cried my tears, my eyes out. Uh huh. But We're the point about so many people. I love this. <laughs> I was in a like an MUN reunion after the international competition and everything, and he's like. There's a debate team that's going to Sri Lanka. You should apply. And I was like, what the oh, fuck are you talking right. about? Like, in my head, it was, how is it coherent that a random group of people is getting together another random group of people to send them to the most random place in the world random. to debate? Yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound very convincing to me. So you did a first round of like... Yes, it was in the Escuela Campo Alegre at Caracas. So they did a first round of like competitors and stuff, and I didn't go to that one. And it was really difficult because because of the power outage, we had like 200 people signed up, and because of the power outages, like 35 people, 35 percent of the people came, mm -hmm. and most of the organizers, which we were still organizing, had to compete. Mm -hmm. And it was it was hell, you know, it was really difficult to do. And then there was a second like um, calling, to which I did attend. And that day, there was literally no electricity. Like, we did it at British. Yeah, the British School of Caracas. And the reason why we did it there was because the advantage that they had is that their their water pump was on top of the building. And so we had running water, mm. independent of whether or not we mm. had electricity. It was really hot that day. I remember a lot of people came out sweating. I couldn't even make it because it was on the other side of the city and I couldn't get there and be because of the power outages. Mm. But... Um, It turned out really great, and it, it actually let us see who were the best four candidates for mm -hmm. it. Yeah, like, all the four of us were there. Yeah. All the four of us ended up going were there. So, yeah, basically, and then they you were, like... with your parents, too. Uh-huh, because imagine, if I thought it was out of, the, out of my mind to think that they were going to send me to Sri Lanka to debate, imagine how would I convince my parents to let me go to Sri Lanka to debate and pay for the trip. Not only that, it was, like... Hey, parents, we're a group of teenagers one year older than your child. Can we take them to Sri Lanka? It was exactly. weird. And we didn't even have like an adult that would come to the trip with us. We found, we found one actually through, through Carlos. Mm -hmm. uh, Carlos Egaña, he wrote a book called Reggaeton. Go buy it. It's awesome. Um, basically, what we did was we called, I called up as much people as I knew from the, the MUN world. 
Para los que no lo sepan, si no son de Venezuela, el mundo de Naciones Unidas en Venezuela es muy grande y hay muchísimas conexiones ahí. Mm -hmm. My sister went to Harvard and uh, to H. Moon. ¿De verdad? Yeah. I didn't know your sister was an Yeah, well, my sister met Gregory uh, in, at A.N. and Gregory helped her get the job at your school. That's how they became really good friends. The point being, uh, I knew a lot of people from the MUN world who were a lot older than me, mm -hmm. and those are the kinds of people that you send to go with you to Boston or Washington mm -hmm. or Sri Lanka, if you do any of that. And so we met this guy, and he was really nice. Um, Ruben. Ruben Darío. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really funny because Ruben Darío is actually a really famous poet. And then there's Ruben Darío, this guy, and he's actually a poet, which was really cool. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to talk to him a lot. I was the one who selected your... My coach. My coach, yeah. Your coach. Bueno, exactly. So by then, the only responsible adult was Ruben. And Ruben was like two years older than me, one year older than Jose. Yeah. And he was like very messy human being. Very smart, but very messy human yeah, being. Yeah, he was a good coach, not necessarily the best chaperone. Exactly. So it was very like... Stressful? Sketchy. <laughs> but yet, they managed to convince our parents to pay for the trip. Let us go and support us in everything that we needed. Yeah, we did. Like, we gave a. It was it was Juan Diego, uh, Victor, Victor and I. We gave a pretty rousing speech. Mm -hmm. uh, Victor and Juan Diego came in with some real details, and I just mm -hmm. got him on the emotions there. Mm -hmm. And I think we did it pretty well. And like, I mean, I could have, I could not have asked for a better team. I look, we we met each other every Friday, and we bickered sometimes, and and we had trouble with stuff. But like, that's the best team that I've ever worked on with mm. like the amount of talent on those heads is sí, amazing sí. Absolutamente. I completely agree You're like crazy so yeah that was a very big accomplishment from them and like I remember reading your file you know we had files for every single sí. person that was going to compete and I remember reading your file that's also probably one of the reasons why it's like I trust you wholeheartedly <laughs> like, if like I, I've spent a year building a process to create good people and you came out of that process and it's like of course I trust you <laughs> Okay, I like they made an Juan Diego Mendrejito, like they made an interview first, but I don't remember if you were there. No, I didn't go to the interviews. Again, I, I was in it was charge. the whole selection process. You Honestly, know, it was very impressive. It was the selection process for you guys, and I did the entire selection process of every single judge that came oh, really? in. So every single person that judged you guys in competition was trained in some way, shape, or form by me and the and or by Victor. So it was awesome. Honestly, I like me quito sombrero por lo que hicieron. Porque también era un formato de competencia que nunca habíamos hecho. Never, Nobody we, knew how it really worked. So, like, Victor they had to study it. Had competed there, like, in, in that format. Victor, mm -hmm. Ricky Trinca, which is another amazing person. Trinca, pero es que Trinca había hecho British Parliament. Pero yeah, no. and it's, it's a type of debating that, that at least most of us in that room had never done before. Mm. So, yeah. I don't y bueno, we ended up going to Thailand because Sri Lanka had a terrorist attack. So, they changed yeah, the they location changed the of, the, of the event. Like, he took me to Thailand. Yeah. Before I actually met her. <laughs> Take that out of context, will you, YouTube? And then we're here. Yes. Uh, and that's why, that, that's, like, my dad told me that today. I was like, yeah, that's what coming back is, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. It's like, when, when your mom was here, we were talking about it. And she was like, everything is a cycle. Like, no, no matter what, like... How many things happen in between? You end up coming back to the same places, and that's something like. And it's it's, last it's probably that you come back to the places where you haven't mastered yet, you know, or that you need. So, o sea, más o menos así. Mi mamá es una persona demasiado espiritual, and one of the things she she talks about, I don't know if she believes in it, but she talks about it a lot, is reincarnation, and she says that you come back because you have a lesson to learn, and it's generally not a beautiful lesson. It's generally a lesson you have to make beautiful. Wow, that's mm -hmm. so poetic. Uh, and it's something like, well, I'm not good at losing. And so you become a professional soccer player and then you lose a final. And then you have to get back up to win again. You know what I mean? It's, it's a challenge, a real challenge. And I think, I don't believe in reincarnation. At least, I don't think I do. I might be wrong. Never, nunca dijo esa bueno beber, eh? Uh, but what I do believe is in cycles. And I think that when it happened to me, when I was, when I took a year to study for, for my tests here in Spain, I didn't take a year because I wanted to. I took a year because I failed math and I failed math in high school. My last year, I failed math at school. I passed it with like barely passed it. And then I went to do my exam to get into Spanish university. Didn't pass by like four, you know, 
like, yeah, like for decimals. like yeah for decimals wow yeah thank you <laughs> um, and then i had to spend an entire year working on it until like i got an 8.5 out of 10 and i got in but the world just wouldn't let me forget it till i like mm-hmm. saw it completely till you faced the monster till i faced the monster and now he's studying something that doesn't have anything to do with math it actually does i do a lot of fucking st- stats <laughs> which is but we study more or less the same thing too we'll see exactly there. Yeah, we we have lots of things in common. Yeah, but but we're it very is true. People. It is true that in general, I probably won't see math like a big math subject mm-hmm. ever again in my life. So it's kind of like that cycle is not com- like I will never reincarnate into that. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think so. But again, nunca has We'll end up seeing you like you end up working like I don't know engineering company or something. Mm-hmm. Like that could, I would love to actually. <laughs> what about we'll you? What's, what what cycle do you, can you like? Can you identify a pattern that you have that you need to get over? Honestly, honestly, I cannot really think of it now. But I'm sure there's many that I'm not really seeing right now. But yeah, well, like when Hosta's mom was here. By the way, she has beautiful eyes. I did not know that you have. And like, I got these. She has like beautiful blue, greenish, big eyes, and I was like, wow, that's really amazing. It's impressive and she was like yeah i would have loved to have a son with him yeah <laughs> and i was like well sorry to disappoint you mom maybe your children will have blue eyes probably they will and i will resent them for it i'm like i'm kidding <laughs> uh i i was you know i've been listening to um conan o'brien needs a friend mm-hmm. and the way that he does his podcasting and everything and the way that he can analyze his own life and make mm-hmm. fun of it and it did remind me a little bit of us today i think today is us making a little bit of fun poking fun at you know how we met uh coming back to school and everything but i did want to like in all seriousness ask you mm-hmm. what has been the hardest thing that you've done this last year that you would dread to have to do again or that you might have to do again you know something that you had to do last year like i need to get this do this right or i'm not gonna do well and then something that might it might just be your routine this year Contending with myself. Este, as I was saying before, o sea, la razón por la que yo no quería pasar tiempo junto, eh, sola es porque estaba viendo cosas en mí misma que nunca había tenido la oportunidad de ver. Porque siempre estaba como caught up in doing lots of things. Que, que es más o menos la misma rutina que tenía José en bachillerato. O sea, nosotros éramos el tipo de personas que hacía todo en el colegio. Primero, we were top of our class. Or, yeah, very close to the top at least. Yeah, I was pretty good. Not the top of my class. My class was full of geniuses. So I, 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 my grade was like a, my average was like an 18.5 and I was the 22nd in my class. <laughs> ¿De verdad? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Bueno. <laughs> we were very good students. We, I think we both led our, the MUN project of our schools at some point. Yeah. Um, when I, I did Gaitas as well, which is like a performance that's very typical of Venezuelan high schools. And I did it for three consecutive years and that consumes lots of time. And You're energy. crazy. Yeah, I did it for three years, though. That's crazy. And, well, in the meantime, you did World Schools Debating Championship. And I had football. And you had, lo- exactly, you did sports. Um, I also, like, exercised a lot, especially with the dancing thing. Like I did boxing, too. I did kickboxing for two years. And I think also something that we can relate, and what I think I saw from you, it's like, people in your school, especially authorities, admired you as a student. Not all of them. Yeah. There, there were exceptions, but yeah, I'm sure you were the type of student that, for example, if your teacher saw you and there was a smaller student, they would be like, you know, he's super smart, he's super dedicated, and that. They yeah. wanted people to look up to you. One of the, one of the well, you've read my text, Cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to post it up soon on, um, I don't know, I'll post it somewhere. But uh, I wrote that when I was in fourth, my, my, my last year, my next to last year of high school. And my English teacher, Miss Michelle, I love you. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was no. It was Miss Carola. She read my text because my teacher showed it to her. Mm-hmm. Or no, we had essay class with her, and she had seen it. And she had some other younger students, like they were like in, uh, I don't know, segundo año bachillerato. And I remember most of them. I gave MUN classes later, but I she asked me to come into her classroom and read it for them, mm-hmm. which was you know exactly what you mean. Like it was like you were the kind of student that they will. That, that I want them to look up to. And I did. I read it for them and I cried. It was horrible. <laughs> It's the worst public speaking and yet most satisfying public speaking exactly. experience I've ever had. 
Entonces a lo que voy es como que, por lo menos mi experiencia en bachillerato fue una experiencia en la que la gente me recalcaba lo bien que hacía las cosas. Ya. Yeah. Este, y muy rara vez, sí las hubieron. O sea, there, there were very few times in which people would be like, okay, you're doing this wrong. Or like, you're not being enough. Or you're not doing enough with what you have, right? So it's really, it's always been very hard for me to deal with critique. Still is, right? And not only it's hard for me to deal with critique, it's I... I never really had the chance to evaluate what was wrong with myself. Even if that sounds bad, like you just have to understand that you're not going to be completely right and completely perfect all the time. Yeah. And that's really, I think, the perception that I had of myself and that, that I wanted to build. Like, and I've said this before, I think. It's like I wanted to be, and I was, a very good daughter. I was a very good student. I was a very good friend, and I'm very proud of it. But I never really allowed myself to understand what was inside. I just, I just knew what I wanted to portray. And I was very good at it. Yeah. So then came the pandemic, right? And I had I had time, an amount of time that I'd never before in my life. Like, yeah, you had more time than you can do anything with. Exactly. And I used to tell my mom, like, I'm going crazy. I need to do something with my, my time. And she was, she always reminded me of, it's good to have spare time, to not always be busy doing something. It's good that you just, like, lay down and watch a movie. I used to see movies as a waste of time. You know, it's like Netflix was the enemy of productivity in my head. I wouldn't have liked you. <laughs> so, but I, I didn't, I was never against it. I enjoyed it every once in a while, but for me, you it was You couldn't understand how people just stuck their heads in exactly. there and never went out, yeah. And it was never my first, my second, or my third choice when I had a block of time, which was not busy with something, right? Entonces, yo llego a Madrid, bueno, no. Estoy en Caracas y estoy empezando a tener como que more time. And I have time to listen to myself and to understand what I really liked, to understand who I was, the people that loved me, the type of people that I loved. Como que there were many things that were like coming into place. Pero así como there were many things coming into place, there were many things that I didn't, I didn't like. They, they, did, they were not aligned with the perfect student, girl, daughter type of situation, you know? And when it started when I had to decide where I was going to go to uni, with my parents being very pro me staying in Caracas. And then my mind telling me, yes, you're going to have lots of things there, but you, you should maybe try, you know, this other thing over here because you never know what's going to happen. And voila, I'm very happy that I did. Y bueno, también hubo muchas cosas sobre mi personalidad, who I was, who I wanted to be, my identity, the people I liked. Como que... That I hated. I absolutely despised. Being alone in my apartment was the perfect time for all those thoughts to like flourish, right? So that's Bubble why I hated. up in the front of your head, yeah. Y me tomó un año, pues, o quizás un poco más, un poco menos, pero la única forma en la que esos pensamientos se fueron fue enfrentándolos. Esas y quizás hubo muchos en los que no tuve que necesariamente hacer algo al respecto, sino simplemente decir, okay, esto está aquí y If you try to make it go away, it's going to come back stronger. And y a veces uno tiene unas dudas existenciales o como que cosas en tu casa que you cannot really go out and prove if they're right or wrong. O sea, es como que what if, na na na, what if I'm not going to be enough? You cannot open the door of your house, be like, I'm going to do X and Y, and then when I come back, I'm going to know the answer to it. You need time, you need experiences, you need, bueno, that's what I think, right? Yeah. Entonces, I had to, I had to tell myself, For what you, what you need right now is patience and bravery to see the thought, see the fear, be like, I don't like you. I really don't. But you're there and I cannot really get rid of you and I cannot really show you that you're wrong. But I cannot also, I cannot give you the certainty that you're strong and that you're right and that you're going to stay there forever, right? So it was more like, okay, let's make a deal. Yeah, how are we going to make it so that we can live together? Exactly. How are we going to coexist y creo que ese fue tanto mi mayor challenge como mi, my biggest accomplishment from last year. And that's why I'm in peace right now. Because I know my fears. Like, I have the list. Pero the list can be there and I can still be happy. Yeah, you, you didn't become... The, the fear didn't become less. You became more brave. Exactly. Jordan Peterson would say that you slew the dragon, you know. Mm -hmm. And that you got the riches in the end, you know. I have a similar experience. My mom, hablando de mi mamá, dice que estamos en una época... And the time in the world, we're, we're going at like 200. Sí, sí. You know, es que going, lo la semana pasada. Yeah, we're going really, really, really fast. 
And sometimes you're just sitting down and you can't be quiet with yourself. You're just like, oh, I need to do the next thing or I need to look at my phone or, and like, what's, what, ¿Quién no ha entrado en pánico cuando se le apaga el teléfono? For no reason. Like, you can have the metro car that you need to get home or your car has enough gasoline to get home and like, nothing's going to happen if you don't have your phone on you, but you still get anxious. You panic. And then I had this experience with my guitar. My guitar. Which is, I bought my guitar when I turned 19. Mm -hmm. My mom gave me, you know, money and she told me, buy whatever you want, but I want you to buy something for you. Like, I do not want you to use this on a party. I do not want you to use this for, like, I want you to use this for something you want for you. And I found this guitar on the internet and I just bought it. And I hadn't, like, I had played the ukulele, but I had no, I wasn't pretty good at that time. And I had no idea how to play the guitar. Mm -hmm. And I got the guitar and I effectively couldn't do anything on it. But I did it once. Like, I just put my fingers on it, tried to strum it a little mm -hmm. bit investigated I, and I tried to do like the simplest chords you know like a G shape or an A minor shape and of course I failed miserably for like a year and then I got a G string and I could do it correctly and I had a lot of stuff to do and so I, I couldn't dedicate a lot of time to it but I kept coming back to it and it's been I'm 21 years old now it's been about two and a half years since I bought the guitar and just when I came back this summer from camp I sat down, and in order to play any real difficult song, you need a C chord, and you need an F chord. And I just sat down, and I could play them. And it was that incremental, just little by little, sitting down, trying it, getting a bit annoyed at it, and then like saying, okay, I'm going to try it again. You don't get it that time. And then you say, well, I'll try it again in a week. And then you do it again and you do it again and you do it again and you if you fall in love with that you can do whatever you want like i've learned three instruments by now and it's all been the same it's falling in love with the idea that you're gonna have to struggle a little bit and when you come back mm -hmm. i'm at that point where i look at my year and i structure it so that i have a challenge mm -hmm. so that next year i can come back and fix something else And it's getting to be freaking interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't and know if that's It's exciting. It's very yeah. exciting also. I think it's a beautiful story. Oh my God, thank you. So yeah, I think for example, now that we're talking about these things, maybe my cycle is that. It's like being too scared to look inside. Well, I think you, you tamed you. Like you, you found a way to live with yourself and that's Same. something that you had to tweak. Like it's not like I know how to play the guitar like mm. a, like, you know, like slight, like, like, I don't know, like Eddie Van Halen. Like I need to, to learn more. Pero... Like, I have enough so I can start walking. Exacto. You have enough so you can stop walking. Sí, La pregunta sí. es, tipo, yo no voy a dejar de trabajar. O sea, yo aprendí a trabajar el año pasado. No voy a dejar de trabajar. I'm working 12 hours a week mm -hmm. instead of 20. Mm -hmm. And that gives me enough time to focus on other things that I'm not doing right. Que tengo que aprender a hacer. My question is, what do you want to do right this year? For example, I think last year, this whole figuring it out, took a lot of time and energy for me. O sea, me desconcentraba mucho en clase, me desconcentraba mucho en las actividades que me gustaban. I didn't, I didn't even like to exercise anymore because, again, my mind was free para esas cosas. Y cuando estaba en, la, in, in school, it was the same. I was sitting on a chair and I could have a professor in front, but that doesn't mean that your mind cannot go elsewhere, you know? So what I, what I want to do right this year is like, I want to be myself again. O sea, I want to exercise properly because I enjoy it. I want to go to school understand, enjoy, learn, have, it's not even about having better grades. It's about seizing the opportunity to be there a bit more. I, I have lots of extracurricular opportunities in school, which I, I have there, but I, I know I can seize a bit more. So basically what I want to do better this year is like, the, you know, it's the same thing of your, of your hours. Like you have the spare eight hours that you did not have last year, you're going to spend. Now I have spare eight hours in my mind, which I want to invest in the other things that I couldn't really pay attention to last year, you know? So is that like, do you want to like read a book? It's not even about reading a book. Es lo que te digo. O sea, es como, now that I have space to, o sea, the space of my thoughts, now I can change for the space of paying attention in the class and remembering it. Okay. So being more efficient exactly. and present. Being more present. That's what I want to do right this year. Y también aplica para my relationship. O sea, it was a process that evolved during last year y bueno mi relación fue creciendo así como mi mente también fue como being more at ease 
And this year, I think right now I'm at my peak of ease. And it doesn't mean it's going to stay like that. I'm going to have ups and downs. It's every mental related type of situation. But I have more time to simply enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And that's something that's been really hard for me last year. So, el año pasado, sentarme a disfrutar was absurdly hard. So, no podía. Como que there was always, there always had to be something bothering me. Y todavía me pasa muy a menudo, pero I have moments of realization and of gratitude way more often now than I used to have last year. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's really? what I have to work hard. But that's why I wanted to talk about comebacks because this, this past year taught me a lot about myself, about a bit of life because I think life is a very broad, complex idea. It's not only, it's what we talked about before. It's, it's, it's a replicating effect. It's going to be good for me, but it's also going to be very good for the people around me because it means that I can be more emotionally available. I can also be more loving and you know and reaching other people around me instead of draining their energy yeah the the better that you are you make the world around you exponentially better exactly and I, i agree I'm, i'm gonna work on my plan this year is to get as good as i can with friendships in a different way mm -hmm. i'm the type of person that you meet and you can say everything to i'm a person that when you meet like i mm -hmm. i i'm very good at, at like giving confidence And this year I'm trying to create friendships little by little, just, mm -hmm. you know, with consistently being there and food. I, I eat more than I should. And I'm trying to, to eat intuitively and hear myself when I don't want to eat more and exercise because I've always been a good exerciser. But last year I didn't do that very well. Mm -hmm. So here comes the kid. He's coming back. I like it. Yeah. See. Welcome. Oh, sorry. Uh, thank you for listening to us once again. And we're very happy to be back. Yeah, we're not going to say welcome again because another hour of episode would be too much, I think, for both of us. <laughs> and we're glad that you're part of our comeback. Uh, we'll see you again here. We're going to be available on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. But also, uh, we will be doing season two starting on Mondays. Thank you very much. And remember, no one gets away with anything.